This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Business Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by a sports reporter, J.D. Zaza. And J.D.'s been with us before. He's going to talk to us about the national championship game, which I know he is an Alabama Crimson Tide fan. Alabama lost in overtime to Michigan. Michigan's playing Washington, the Huskies. And J.D.'s going to tell us what he thinks of the game any speculations he has on it, and, and any more thoughts he has about college football generally. It's, it seems to be just a fastly changing enterprise. J.D., what do you think about the, the championship coming up? And, and any other thoughts you want to share with us about college football? I mean, it's a, it's a great matchup between two really good teams and two completely different teams. These two teams score in two completely different ways. Michigan likes going slow and using the line of scrimmage to run the ball score their touchdowns while Washington on the other hand is a is a high-powered offense that can score quick and use this passing game so I think it's going to be a very interesting matchup not what I would expect at the start of the year I'll tell you that Michigan maybe but I couldn't I didn't see him get over the hump and then Washington I I didn't I couldn't I thought they'd be good but not this good Right. Nobody really thought that Washington would be here. But tell us what you see here. Can Washington play with Michigan? Michigan beat a pretty solid Alabama team. I know you're a huge Alabama fan. Were you surprised by the outcome of that or not? And and, and what do you see here? I was kind of surprised with, with the result of the game. But honestly, the Rose Bowl was just two really good teams going at it. That was a heavyweight battle. That game could have gone either way. Both teams made really good plays. Both teams made really bad mistakes. Just Michigan played the cleaner game than Alabama. Personally, it sucks, but I mean, it was a great, it was a great game. And I can't ask for anything more than that. It was a great game. You thought that it, for a while there, that Alabama was going to put them away and just couldn't quite do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, they had chances to put the game away, but, but penalties, not communicating on the offensive line. And then Milro turning the ball over when we were up. I mean, it's, it was little things for Alabama. It wasn't anything big that Alabama did. Personally, it's just little things Michigan did better. And I personally think that comes back to playoff experience. This Michigan team, most of the players, big players playing on Saturday, played in that TCU game. They were there for that Georgia game. This is a very young Alabama team. And with not a lot of experience, which I know is shocking for an Alabama team, but that's the truth. Michigan played like the more experienced team, and they played like the better team. So I thought they deserved the how the how the game went. It, Michigan deserved win. Fascinating. What do you see in the future of college football? You've got this tremendous realignment of conferences: the SEC and the Big Ten, uh, the the Pac-10, which is sending Washington here is really no more pretty soon. What, what do you sort of expect going forward? What do you see? In, uh, in in college football, what's what's this going to look like a couple of years from now? There's so many so the transfer portal, NILs. What what? How much will this change the power rankings in college football? I mean, it's going to be different because after 2026, I don't know what's going to happen. The 12-team playoff. For people who don't know, the TV rights deal and the college football committee has only decided for a 12-team playoff for two years. And then they have to redo a new con- a new contract. Originally, the four team was supposed to go until 26, and then they make a new deal. But due to all the realignment 
and everything going around, they had to switch to a 12 team. So after 2026, I have no idea what the postseason is going to look like. I think in the future, the for the for college football to survive and kind of thrive, they need to figure out how to limit the portal. Like give them a certain time. They have to limit recruiting. They have to limit NIL. College football is at a crossroads right now, and honestly, the two the two people that are the most important in this conversation are Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, and Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the Big Ten, because they hold all the power. The NCAA does not hold the power. If the college football playoff committee and the NCAA say, let's do a 12-team, and they don't give a ton of bids to the Big Ten or SEC, they can make their own conference and make their own championships because they have that much power and that many good teams. So the future of the college football, in my opinion, is I have no idea. I I would like to see it. Obviously, we'd love to see it thrive, but they got to figure they got to figure out like these this, the big big changes that happened like ever since the pandemic. I mean, it, it really feels like more and more it's a um, it, it's like going to be like minor league sports, isn't it? Like like pro sports versus college sports, which it is what it is. A lot of these players get hurt. They've got a lot at risk. They're generating a ton of income for the universities. I mean, it's just, it's a very complicated set of issues with it. It's not like when I was growing up where players were fortunate to get an education. So that was their payment. Now many of them are getting an education. They're done in a year or two. They're transferring constantly. They're, they're really almost like pro athletes or mercenaries. So it almost seems fair that they get paid, but it is a totally changing game, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it changes. It changes like a little bit every year. Like, I mean, I remember, I remember growing up in like 2000, 2007, 2008, where playing in the Orange Bowl and the Sugar Bowl was a big deal. These days, not really. Opting out is normal. Bowl games are normal. The transfer portal was nothing when when I was growing up. Ever since the pandemic, the portal's been portal and NIL has kind of taken over and pretty much reset the minds of most of these athletes going. Wait, my education's not my biggest thing. I want to make money and then play good and then go to the NFL and make more money, which is understandable, but like it's again, it, it changes college football completely different from when I, when I started watching back back when I was when I was a kid. Well, no, it's it's changed completely. You're you're right on about that. And it's there's there's almost no going back though. And and even though so few of these players end up being pro players, they don't want a chance to play in college. And so as you know, and, and not take shots at Alabama and Georgia, but they would stockpile players five, six, seven deep. None of those players wouldn't get a chance to play if they, you know, other guys would come in and be better or just wouldn't have that chance. So this at least gives some of those people more flexibility to switch programs and play at other, you know, schools that weren't as powerful and uh, get a chance to suit up and get a chance to show off their skills and hopefully get a chance at the pros. That's what a lot of them seem to be looking at, both the play and a chance for, uh, you know, to, to sort of show themselves for the pros to, to try to. But it is it is vastly changing. I mean, if you would have told me that the Big Ten and SEC would be really the two power conferences at the end of the day, I mean, if you would have told me that 10 years ago, I wouldn't have believed it. And I also thought the SEC was just going to keep on whipping up on the Big Ten. It was surprised this year to see Michigan play them so toughly. Yeah, I mean, 
if you really look at it, it's two big ten it's the big ten it's what the big ten got i mean the big ten this year probably the committee thought it was going to be alabama and texas because they put it in houston but no it's like it's two big ten teams washington's moving over to the big ten next year michigan's in the big ten it's two big ten teams and what do you what what do you think about not just two big ten teams but what do you see sort of like like um you know Will, will the fan bases of these schools, I mean, certainly in college basketball, where so much of it became years ago, one and done, you know, players, the best players would be one year in and then go to the pros. It seems like more and more we're getting closer to that in college football, where there's not long-term loyalty to schools and programs, but the fan base will stay very excited about it. Is that your perspective? That the fan base won't change that much. They'll still, they'll still, still stay quite excited about it. They'll still stay quite excited about it because college football is very, very tri, very tribal. Like your team, your team is your. For a lot of people, especially where, especially in, because I, I, I right now go to Alabama. I mean, it's it becomes like part of your part of your life. Like I root for Alabama. I went to Alabama, and that's my that's my team. That, and that's what it is in a lot of a lot of schools, especially down south. I know some northern schools have. This, but my experience, I've only stayed down south, and it's very tribal. So even if it's one and done, they'll still be the most passionate because this is this is their sport. Some people don't like the. I know it's shocking, but a lot. Some people in America prefer college football over the NFL. For, well, particularly for, in SEC country, like I would say. Tradition for for things like tradition, for things like the players care, care maybe a little more. I mean, there's multiple things, but even with all these changes, fans aren't going to leave because it's part it's part of them. I mean, it's it's part of their li- livelihood. I mean, for me, for me personally, it's part of my livelihood. I love the sport. I love it more than the NFL. And there's a lot of that out there. And any predictions? I mean, the NFL seems like to be a bit of a mess right now. Any predictions on pro football? Are you watching, following pro football, or are you really focused on college football? I'm following pro football. Um, probably, I think San Francisco is going to win the whole thing. I think the 49ers are going to win the whole thing this year. I think they're just the most complete team of, of all the teams. In the AFC, that you could go you could go a few ways. Maybe the Ravens, maybe the Bills, maybe the Dolphins, maybe even Cleveland if they, they get everything right. But, but in the NFL, I think 49ers – will be the Super Bowl champions at the end of the year, of what I've seen. And, and give us the prediction. Let me bring you back to Michigan versus Washington, and then, Chanel, we'll get this out tomorrow just because we want to get this out before the game next Monday. Uh, tell us, J.D., prediction, Michigan versus Washington, what happens? I'm predicting a really good game. It would be a great thing for college football to go have two great semifinals and then a great national championship. That's never happened before. Is the line Michigan by a lot in this game? What are people expecting? No, it's like minus four. Michigan's a four-point favorite. That's about it. People are kind of scared because, I mean, either team could win. The big thing for Washington is, is can you line up toe-to-toe with Michigan? Alabama was able to do it, but even even with all the talent Alabama have, Michigan could still run the ball. I don't know if Washington can do it, but I also don't know if Wa- Michigan's pass defense can stop Washington because they didn't see a lot of passing in the Rose Bowl. 
Milrow couldn't throw. You're going to see the best passer in football on Monday night in Michael Penix. Fantastic. Fantastic. My score prediction is, I'm guessing, let's go 35-28. I got the underdogs. I got Washington. They've been the underdogs all year. No one gives them respect. No one talks about them. I mean, this year it's like it's all Michigan because Harbaugh, they, the cheating scandal, everything. I think Washington probably wins the game. Well, that would be fantastic. You heard it here from J.D. Zaza first. I would love to see it, J.D. Uh, no offense to all those people that are go blue people and so crazy about it. And every time you see them, they say go blue and are always wearing their Michigan stuff. I'm in the Chicago area. We are overblown with obnoxious Michigan fans, even though I've had a couple kids go there. We'll be thrilled. And I say this, my daughter's. Won't be that hurt if Michigan loses, and I can't cheer for Michigan. Never have been able to. I'm a Big Ten anti-Michigan guy, so I would. I, your your words are music to my ears. Thank you, JD. We'll see it. Washington 35-28. We'll see what happens. Thank you for joining us today, JD. Always a pleasure. Absolutely, Scott. Thanks. Thanks for having me on.